Hey guys, welcome back to the Black and the Beast podcast where we talk about the beauties of being black and the beast that we deal with every single day. Uh, today's episode is going to be about love, just love in general, uh, love and relationships. We're going to talk about love amongst each other. We're going to talk about men and the idea of love in their lives or at least from my perspective and y'all can tell me if you agree or disagree but we just want to talk about love because that's what we need and then after last week's episode thinking about it and i'm like yo let's 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 keep on the track of uh, feel good shit so thank you guys for joining thank you guys for listening i hope you enjoy the show all right guys so before we get into the show i do want to uh drop a plug Once again, as I stated last week, I wrote a book and I want y'all to read it and consume it and enjoy it. Uh, It's called Something I've Always Wanted. It is an ebook on Amazon. Like I said last week, it will eventually be a hard copy and just not right now. Uh, But I do want you guys to read that. It's it's a lot of work that I've put together over a duration of years and years. So it's a reflection of me and my personal traumas and the way that I articulated it artistically along with my healing process. And then also along with the theme of this episode, my idea of love. So if you want to go ahead and just get, you know, a a peek into my mind and my thought process on some poetic shit, go ahead and uh, go ahead and support that book. It's called Something I've Always Wanted on Amazon. And it is listed under Kirsten Smith. That is my name. So go ahead and check that out. Thank you. All right. So let's get into the show. Like I said, this uh, week's episode is really primarily about love, and it's a perspective episode, as per the usual. Uh, it's just my opinion on love and like how we can implement it differently and how I feel that we should look at it versus what we were taught. Um, <clears throat> if I had to get into the first part of the episode that I really want to talk about when it comes down to love, um, I feel like it's the most important type of love that it's like for us to have. And I think that it's the root of the love that we should have only because if we don't have this type of love, we can't appropriately love other people. And that is the love of self. And it's not like a prideful thing that I'm talking about. I'm just talking in general, like my bad. But like I was saying, in, um, like I said, I'm not talking about like a prideful type of love or a a love where it's like, oh, I'm the best, I'm this, I'm that. But I'm talking about a type of love where you get up and you like take care of yourself and you take care of your mental health and you pay attention to the people around you and what's going on with them. Because at the end of the day, when it comes down to loving yourself, it's deeper than just acknowledging that you're great or affirming that you've been dope in your life. At the end of the day, loving yourself is sitting down and going over your trauma and healing or implementing a healing process, attempting to do that. On your bad days, loving yourself is saying, I need a break. I got to take I got to take time and being honest about that. Loving yourself is being honest with yourself. What do I enjoy? What don't I enjoy? At the end of the day, everything you do to yourself, you're going to do to the people around you. And if you're doubting yourself all the time, you're going to doubt people around you. If you don't trust yourself, you're not going to trust other people. At the end of the day, you have to accept and embrace everything about you. 
And that's been something that's important, I feel, in the last like six or seven months for all of us to really realize when it comes down to corona and the pandemic. I think a part of it being hard for us to sit at home and just sit in the house and be peaceful in, in our own environment is the fact that outside provides room for distraction. Outside provides room for you to go, okay, I, I'm not feeling that great about myself, but I got to go to work. And then when you get done with work, you have something to complain about. And all of those things distract you from what really matters. And that is you. So when a pandemic happens, we all get in the house and we're sitting here and we're stuck. And now your mind is working. You're thinking. Your thought process is becoming enticed. And it's not necessarily by the things that you're used to. It's by things that make you uncomfortable. And I feel like a part of that is because those things that make you uncomfortable are the things that you refuse to either accept or, or receive about yourself. Now you're paying attention. And it's uncomfortable. You're literally the equivalent of a caterpillar in a cocoon, and you're not comfortable. Your wings are growing. <clears throat> and the reason why, like, even with the idea of choosing love to be the concept of this episode or, be, or to be the premise of it, is because at the end of the day, in a time like this, we are supposed to sit back and take this time to heal. Take the time to sit down and pay attention to yourself. Pay attention to what makes you happy. Pay attention to what you love. And pay attention to what you love about yourself. What's the point of waking up every day happy that you're alive and then you go throughout the day demonstrating little characteristics that say, hey, I don't love myself or, hey, I'm refusing to love the people around me because that's just the way that we were taught. Stop being so hard on yourself. Literally, we all know our capacity. Like in the Bible, it says that God won't put more on you than what you can bear. Like that's what it says. And at the end of the day, if you look at that and you want to go, we were created in the image of God. If you sit back and you think about the fact that God isn't going to put anything on you more than what you can bear, God gave us consciousness and the freedom of choice. At the end of the day, regardless of how anybody believes that's supposed to be implemented in your life, that's what it is. So if you're in a situation or you're in a period in your life where you're uncomfortable and you literally are having a hard time just living or existing in your head, think about love. Think about the fact that God created you and its image. And at the end of the day, a thing that loves itself or a thing that was created in love. If love is distant from your essence, if love is distant from your true nature, you're starving. Literally, you're aware. You are connected to God if you believe that. You're connected to something, a source, if you believe that. So you are aware of when there is a lack of love in your ecosystem. And you're also aware of when it's you, period. At the end of the day, when you want to sit back and you want to think about the fact that like you have people in these relationships that aren't healthy and they know that the relationship isn't healthy. If you want to sit back and you want to think about that, most people from the beginning of 
a relationship that is toxic knew that that relationship was toxic or the person that they were that they are or were with they were not mentally in a place for them to be able to love appropriately they knew that there was work that needed to be done they knew that there was healing that needed to be done in that person's life they were aware of a lack of love regardless of what it presented itself as so if you love yourself and you're looking at a situation that lacks love, naturally, you're going to avoid it. Naturally, you're going to distance yourself from it. And that's just a relationship. You have people out here not accepting their sexuality. You have people out here not accepting the fact that they, that they want a different career path. That's a lack of love in different forms. Love yourself. That is where your freedom is which gets to kind of like the next point, because I think another thing in self-love that I feel like we need to address and we need to allow people to address more is the idea of just loving without standards, without perception, without all that extra shit. What does love look like? For example, something that I noticed is a subject that we talk about lately is like toxic masculinity. Toxic masculinity at the end of the day is something that the world and society has put in place that has put men in a position where they're not able or it's not accepted for them to adequately love and show love in the ways that are natural to them. Most men, I feel, and, and you guys can correct me if I'm wrong, but most men do not understand the idea of a love language. They're not educated in that way. We don't, we're not teaching them to be soft and loving in that capacity. We literally have these people, these human beings who come into this earth, getting all of these hugs, kisses, told how handsome and adorable they are. And then out of nowhere, it's toughen up. They go from I cry, get a bottle, to toughen up. And then some of these men have sisters. Some of these men have people around them that they feel they have a reason to toughen up for. We have to teach men that it is okay for them to love themselves and other people the way that comes natural to them. That's not predatory. That's not predatory. That's not a predatory behavior for a man to be like, yo, I want to tell my brother I love him today. I want to tell this woman that I love her. I want to tell her that she looks beautiful when she's happy. I am hurt. I want to cry. I need someone to give me love right now. That we have to cultivate a situation and a place for men to be comfortable in that capacity. Because at the end of the day, the world that we're going into, this new normal, all of that toxic shit is not going to work. And where are you going to put those men? Where are they going to fit? Are you going to just ostracize them? We have to create an environment where they can be that type of vulnerable. We have to create an environment where they can be happy outside and inside, where they can be open, where they can literally create from within in a way that they're not going to be judged. Sexually, emotionally, physically, men are out here not dressing the way that they want to dress because what the internet would have to say. 
Men are out here not crying in the middle of losing brothers, losing family, because what is what does this look like? I'm a man. What the fuck does that mean? What does I'm a man mean? At the end of the day, that's an idea, not to get into like a gender conversation or anything, but what does that mean? So one day somebody literally came up with this idea that this is what it is to behave in a certain way. Fuck a reproduction, a reproductive system. Literally, why were we cultivated in a way where men are not allowed to feel? We have to allow them to love. If we want to create better men, if we want to have sons that make us proud, if we want to have men that are fathers that are proud to be fathers and that aren't running from their own insecurities, if we want to have that, then we have to allow men room to grow and to heal. And that's love. All right. So next I wanted to get into just relationships and love and relationships. And like I said, the reason why the first thing that I did was self-love was because I think that self-love is really important in regards to like your relationship in general, when it comes down to love and intimacy, like at the end of the day, when it comes down to the idea of love, I think that a lot of it has been skewed because we sit here and we look for the best in people and then we love that when realistically that person is who they are right now. And like I said, self-love, right? So if you love yourself and you check in your own mental health and you're checking your, your own processes and how you cope and how you deal with things, then naturally in that process, you'll be able to say, hmm, I'm not ready for this. I'm going to hurt somebody because I got trust issues. I got commitment issues. I got abandonment issues. Like you'll be able to recognize those things and heal from them in a way that's not damaging to someone that you do love, but you can't love them appropriately. Like that goes back into like the conversation of love language. Love language is something so small that's very important. Like if you're a person that loves gifts, you think that a person showering you with things is is what tells you, I love you. And the person that you're with is a person that needs you to just say positive things to them. Y'all low-key aren't balanced. Like, yeah, y'all can do that for each other, but if you giving gifts to them isn't important and that's how you give, that's how you receive love, then that's how you're going to project love. If words of affirmation is love for another person and that's what they're accustomed to and you think giving them a gift is going to make everything better, then that doesn't do anything. When you're arguing with a person and it's a really heated situation, you can't go give them a band and think that that argument's going to disappear if their love language is words of affirmation. They need to hear that you're there. You could be in the middle of that argument. Yeah, you handed them a band and you loyal, but to them, you handed them a band and they still don't trust you. They still are angry. They're still upset. The idea of love in a relationship, we have to deconstruct that because I feel like a lot of people, at least our OGs, like the older people in the black community have 
they've had to go through so much trauma to get to a certain love that they've taught us this this idea of unconditional love that like doesn't include us. At the end of the day, I can love you unconditionally, but I have to love me too. And there are conditions with that. So at the end of the day, if you're with a person <laughs> and they're always cheating on you, they're unfaithful, they're putting their hands on you, they're flirting and that they know that that doesn't make you comfortable. If you want to be up under them and they don't like to be touched, those are things that are really important because at the end of the day, those things take the 50-50 or the 100 and 100 out of, out of the scenario altogether. By default, you're going to give more because you're compromising to be in this relationship. You're compromising to be with this person. That's not love. Because how can you support yourself and water yourself in that circumstance? For example, if you're a person who is like religious or spiritual and you're with a person who doesn't even know how to pray, not, not that they're like incapable of learning. But a person who just don't give, who, who don't care, like a person who just don't care. If you're connected to a source of energy or something that inspires you every day and that person isn't, by default, you're giving more. A part of their joy and their connection to the source is you. You are a conduit. You are a middleman. Like at the end of the day, you can still be happy every day in your relationship with what, whatever your source is. But the person that you're with, if you're not there, they're not happy. Do you really love them? Do you want them to be happy in general? That's something to really think about. Like you shouldn't have to go through a thick and thin situation every year, every six months. It shouldn't be like that. Like at the end of the day, there are people out there willing to water a seed and and not pluck the flower, to let it exist naturally, to let it breathe, to let it flow through the wind. Like there are people out there. And I think a lot of the times we sacrifice that because of different ideas. Oh, moving too quick. Oh, I just got out of a, a relationship. I'm talking to somebody too quick. Or, oh, this person, they're working on it. They're going to be better. They can get better. They're getting better. It's like, bro, are they getting better at the like consequence of you? Like, like, are you suffering for their get better? Because we're all young, regardless of if you're 50, 60, we're all young. We all have to get better somewhere. So is that really a healthy love situation when you're looking at it in that capacity? Is that unconditional idea acceptable or do we have to have a condition that, bro, you got to love yourself too? I can't rock with you if you don't love yourself. How can you how can you treat me good if you don't know how to treat yourself good? What is a bad day for you? How do you how do you heal from a bad day? How can I expect you to not lash out on me when you lash out on yourself? All you know is self-loathing. You can't see where you learned. You can't see where there was purpose. Why do I want to be with somebody like that? You have to reconstruct that. And that type of relationship will create a give and take environment that's healthy. All you want to see is a person successful. All you want to see is a person happy. That's it. 
you're going to provide what you need to provide to make that happen within your means. And they're going to truly love you because it ain't that you're just there and you're not capable. You want to, and you're doing what you can to contribute to this love in a 100 way. And y'all going to get to whatever the promised land is together. But when it comes down to love and like intimate love and relationship love and that, that I ride for you, like, how are you going to ride for somebody when you won't ride for yourself? Like, really think about that and think about your relationship and think about, like, why are you with the person that you're with? Not saying that, like, you have to to have a reason why you love someone. Like, I have it tattooed on my chest that love is beauty beyond words. I wrote that, like, years ago. Because it is. I can't explain why I love you. But at the end of the day, am I loving you or am I loving what you might be? Am I am I afraid of losing you because of what you represent in my idea of love? Are you in a healthy relationship? Do you have to give up loving yourself to love this other person? And that's not sacrifices on a physical level. Do you look in the mirror insecure because this person is just truly incapable of loving you in the capacity that you're supposed to be loved or that you need? We all got background trauma. We all were missing something growing up. That's what you need. Some people don't know how to do that. So at the end of the day, realistically, like, think about that. And then I can kind of use that to get into... The next part, uh, which is going to be like the last part, because I feel like, you know, just when it comes down to love there, it's, it's three parts. You got to love yourself. You have to love your partner. And then next, you have to love your neighbor. We have to figure out how to be compassionate and to be loving towards the people that we don't see every day. The people that are very minute and minor in our lives, the people that we wouldn't recognize not to say that you got to trust everybody, but you have to love just in general. You don't treat people how, like, like let me just say it the, the right way. Just treat people the way you want to be treated. Don't treat people in a way that would make you uncomfortable. Don't treat people in a way that would make you insecure. Like, don't do that. You have to love the people around you because at the end of the day we have a community regardless of if we want to accept it or not like i live in las vegas shout out to like all my listeners in other places but like i live in las vegas when that october 1st shooting happened for some reason out of nowhere las vegas became a community before that there was a lot of like separation oh you live on the east side the north side da, 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 like everywhere but when that happened, everybody had to come together. You had to have empathy for the people around you because you ain't have no idea if they just lost somebody. And it was possible. There was a period in time when that was going on. Where we didn't even, we didn't, we had no clue what that situation was, what it could become. Nobody. I have friends calling me from Texas. But in that moment, you have to have love and compassion because everybody is hurting. That is trauma. That is true trauma. Like when you see, like, cause this is something that kind of gets to me. And it's like, when you see like an old person struggling, like that's their life. If they had a miserable life, they had a miserable life. But does it make you feel good to see them struggling? 
If it doesn't make you feel good to see them struggling, help them across the street. Help them pump their gas. That could be your expression of love that makes you feel good for the rest of the day. That could be an expression of love that alters their perspective on young people. We have to give to people differently. And it's not like a, a financial thing. Like, yeah, at some point we're going to have to get to that point where we're willing to kind of like stop making money the pinnacle of life. But like when you literally sit there and like you give love, you smile just because and a person smiles back at you and you realize that that smile is like a dope smile. Like when you're like in the gas station you're a regular in this gas station and you and the clerk have a relationship over a two minute conversation when that's somebody you could just walk past every day, that creates a different level of comfort in a different type of community. We have to love people the way we love ourselves at the end of the day, because right now I'm going to be honest, we just don't do it enough. And we know we don't, we literally know we don't. Why? are we comfortable with living like that? Why are we comfortable with cultivating an ecosystem that our children have to grow up in like that? Like the bully is only the bully because they're hurt. The bully is only the bully because of a lack of love, regardless of if it's at home, regardless of if it's within themselves, like that's what that is. That's what we were taught as 90s kids. Like, at the end of the day, we have to shift our thought process for us to create a better world. Fuck America. America is going to be what America is. But right now, when the world is paying attention to us, we need to love the Black community because it is Black and the Beast. We have suffered a lot there have been, and, and when I say the black community, I'm talking about the black community in America. Like, we have suffered a lot of separatism. Education, skin color, physical stature, uh, just like Greeks. Not saying that like the Greeks are like separate. There's a little contest in between it, but people who aren't Greeks judge Greeks. Like, we have a lot of things that have been put into our community that are like, accolades that that create separatism within our community people in a hood not talking to people who up here when all of us got the same situations oh you had parents i didn't that is something we got to change at the end of the day it is not a competition to live life and yeah, we were taught that, like literally like when you think about house niggas and field niggas like literally we were taught that it's a competition or little things that are minute makes you better. It's not like that. We have to break that thought process and humanize each other. Like we were their trophy. We are each other's family. At the end of the day, we are not for sale. We are not a price point. We are not a serial number. We're not that. So at the end of the day, we have to treat each other better. And that's love unconditionally in that healthy way. Fuck, fuck who you fuck. Like, at the end of the day, I don't care. I don't care if you're comfortable living in a house that's that, that got one bedroom in it and it's five of y'all. That's not my business. 
My business is to cultivate an environment where you could do better. You could have better. I have to see you. Even if we just work together, my smile might be the only smile you see in the day. And you might take that smile home and influence a smile or a happy conversation amongst the people that are there with you. We have to take care of each other differently. And it's not enabling to be kind and to love each other. It's not. It's compassion. And that's why we are as human beings. That's why we feel. That's why we have art. That's why we draw pictures. That's why we write poetry. That's why we read books. Because we want to feel. <coughs> we should do that with each other. Excuse me. But we should do that with each other. At the end of the day, like, I really feel like that's what's most important. And just to, like, bring it all together, like I said, I feel like there's the three are important. Because if you love yourself and then you properly love the person who sits and lays and loves next to you every day, then y'all can go outside and just want to see people happy. And just think about the domino effect in that. Because it takes one angry person to make five other motherfuckers angry. One happy person might impact two people throughout the day that they pay attention to. But that energy alone is affecting everybody you walk past. And that's beautiful. So at the end of the day, like to kind of, like I said, to close out the episode, to round it out, it's like I chose the topic of love because when you look at where America is going and when you look at how everything is shifting so quickly and so traumatically, we're about to have an election that can change most of our lives. Literally, the last one did, and this one possibly can can do it on a whole different level. Like, we are going to have to be each other's comforters. We're going to have to be each other's solace. And I promise you, you know, like, it's like we're not really worried about it much right now, but community, man, community is literally what's going to save our lives. Not all this other shit. We're going to have to get back to how we used to do it before we knew it. <laughs> Bars. But we got to get back to that. It's going to take all of us hand in hand. The fact that like even with this whole situation with people being unemployed and like the stimulus check not being, you know, out or being pushed back. I think they're pushing it back until November. But like with that happening, it's literally one of those things where at the end of the day, they're not supporting us. They're, they never have. We have to do it for each other. We have to get them out the equation so we can grow. Why is there cancer in, in, in our growth process, bro? Like we literally have to focus on evolution. But with that being said, that wraps up my thought process. And thank you. And y'all know what's up. Before I get out of here, I'm going to plug my book again. It's called Something I've Always Wanted. It's on Amazon. You can definitely go ahead and look at the e-copy on Kindle. If you already have a Kindle Prime or whatever, I don't know what the fuck it's called. But if you already have that, just go ahead and flip the pages. 
read it, flip the pages. It's okay. Uh, and then also I want to do another shout out. This is actually uh, really dope because when I first started the podcast, I first started taking it seriously. Uh, this person shouted me out and I want to shout them out again. Uh, you guys, if you listen, if you know what's up or already seen this, uh, or heard this before it's and she underscore creates on Instagram. And you can definitely go and follow her. This is, this is the type of like, this is the type of stuff that we need literally, because if you go to her Instagram, literally it is all this. It's like a resource of black productivity and black podcasts, literally. Like you can scroll through it and find something to listen to or something to like consume. That's either going to help you grow or that is, that is going to like put you onto something really dope. Like at the end of the day, we need more people than we need more areas or more things that are just catalog based if you know of like anyone else doing something similar to this go ahead and let me know because i feel like we all have to work together to get each other out here so go ahead and follow her on instagram and then you can find some other like really dope podcasts and along with hers thank you Um, and also support your friends. Thank y'all for listening. Bye.